It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday. That's right, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show, either on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council for all the latest updates on your Carolina Panthers. Whatever is going through my mind that I feel like should be tweeted out, you can also tweet at me there for our weekly Friday mailbag that we're doing here throughout the rest of the preseason and maybe into the season. I have not figured out how the show structure should be once they actually start playing games every single Sunday for that 18-week stretch. And I cannot wait for the Carolina Panthers to start playing actual football. It's been nice to have preseason games to kind of break down. But honestly, we've only gotten to see seven snaps of the starters. So there really hasn't been that much real stuff that actually matters as we head into the 2021 season to break down with the Carolina Panthers. And a big news story came out on Tuesday, something we have been talking about the show prior, if you listen on Tuesday morning or whenever you listen to the show, Robbie Anderson signed an extension with the Carolina Panthers, keeping him here through the 2023 season. So we get into that and what that means for Robbie Anderson, the Carolina Panthers, and also what it means for some of the other guys here in Carolina that are up for contracts coming at the end of the season. Dante Jackson's one. Jermaine Carter Jr. is one that we haven't spoken a lot about who could be up for a new deal, especially considering where he sits on the depth chart after Matt Rule provided an update after practice on Tuesday. Hassan Reddick is also someone who could be up for a mega deal depending on how he performs this upcoming season with the Carolina Panthers. A lot of deals need to be done. Scott Ferrer said a lot of interesting things in terms of the structure. And you also have to wonder, Rob Anderson gets paid. McCaffrey's been paid. DJ Moore probably next in line to get paid. The quarterback position, Sam Darnold, will he end up getting paid here in Carolina? Or the Panthers will be trying to find someone else? How might that impact the whole salary cap structure as things move on here in Carolina? But as I said, Robbie Anderson signed a contract extension on Tuesday, first reported by either Adam Schefter in Rappaport. So I'm probably going to go with Adam Schefter. He agreed to a two-year, $29.5 million extension. And better details here for the for the contract 
it, it comes out to essentially a three-year, $37.5 million deal with a $12.5 million average annual value. Some details on the numbers poor sources. $12.5 million in 2021. He was already a part of a two-year, $20 million deal that gave him $12 million guaranteed last year, then $8 million this year. They're adding $4.5 million to that in this year in 2021. So he's getting 12.5 million, eight from the old contract, four and a half part of this new contract. I'd imagine that's all gonna be fully guaranteed. Gets 13 million in 2022 and then 12 million in 2023, $20.5 million fully guaranteed for Robbie Anderson. So leaving here in Carolina, they came in with only $12 million in guarantees. Now 20 million, 20 and a half million guarantees at 32 and a half million dollars. At the very least, Robbie Anderson will get during his time here with the Carolina Panthers. Essentially, as I said, a three-year, $37.5 million deal with $12.5 million average annual value. He'll be a free agent at the conclusion of the 2023 season when he'll be 30 years old heading into free agency. He'll be 31 in that 2024 season turning uh, that in May. So good for Robbie Anderson, honestly, because this is one of the conversations we had. Robbie really had not been paid throughout his career. His time in New York and coming here to Carolina was the most money he's able to make, $20 million. 12 vote guaranteed, all came last year. He was going to get the eight this year regardless because he was going to make the roster. And once he was on the roster, basically it was all going to be guaranteed. So Robbie Anderson was only going to get $20 million. Now to get this extension, to stay here in Carolina, and then to be a free agent again when he still has time left on that clock for him as a football player, hopefully at the age of 31 in that 2024 season. Maybe he even stays here in Carolina. We'll see how things work out for him. But I'm happy for Robbie Anderson. I'm happy for the Carolina Panthers too. To be able to now have Robbie Anderson locked up through 2023. You have Christian McCaffrey signed through 2025. You have Terrace Marshall, who's here until 2024. And DJ Moore at least signed through next season. But in all likelihood, we'll be signing an extension here in the next couple months, probably after the season, after the Carolina Panthers already picked up his fifth-year option for next year. I'm sure they're going to try and get him done coming up in March, April, whenever, uh, whenever the offseason occurs. So to get all of your offensive weapons, your top three receivers, and Christian McCaffrey to have those four guys pretty much locked up for the next three to four years is awesome for this team and for whoever's going to be the quarterback, but really just to have that continuity to usher in this new era of Carolina Panther football under Matt Rule with DJ Moore here still, Christian McCaffrey, a holdover from the Ron Rivera era, of course, and then Robbie Anderson, and then the addition of Sam Darnold. We'll see how things work out, and Terrace Marshall also can be included in that. And I said a couple weeks ago, we were just thinking about Robbie Anderson and his contract. And I, I've even said, we talked about this throughout the offseason, where I've kind of gone back and forth. I felt with the addition of Terrace Marshall that the Carolina Panthers might be more inclined to let Robbie Anderson go, knowing that they're going to have to pay DJ Moore and what could happen with the quarterback and some of the other guys who are going to be up for contracts here at the end of the season, or at least potentially up for deals at the end of the season. But the way that they looked at Robbie Anderson, clearly they liked him here in Carolina, like what he did last year as he had a career season with over a thousand yards receiving and close to hundred receptions. He played with Matt Rule, played for him rather back in Temple and they obviously have the continuity and he fits this offense. And I think a lot of people here in Carolina are a big fan of Robbie Anderson. And obviously the team is a big fan of him and by extending him. And we've talked about what he potentially could make. And I said a couple weeks ago that I felt like at the very least, Robbie Anderson is going to want to get a deal similar to the one at Corey Davis, the former number five overall pick for the Tennessee Titans now signing with the New York Jets and playing with them as their number one, potentially wide receiver. He signed a deal that was three years, $37.5 million up in New York. The deal that Robbie Anderson now is playing on, including this year and the next two seasons, 
is three years, $37.5 million, $12.5 million average annual value. So he basically got these, not basically, he has the same deal as Corey Davis, which I felt at the very least he needed to end up with. So I'm happy for Robbie in getting that money. He's still ranked behind Cooper Cup and Jarvis Landry, two other guys I talked about in terms of average annual salary. Um, but when you count only the two-year extension, he's got $14.75 million a year, which is pretty good for Robbie in terms of just if you're only counting the two years of the extension past 2021. So I like the deal for Robbie Anderson. I like the deal for the Carolina Panthers. It makes a ton of sense. You have all your weapons secured for the next couple of seasons. And at this point in time, if the Panthers can ever find a quarterback, if that's going to be Sam Darnold or whoever it's going to be, if Darnold doesn't work out, and if they can solidify that offense line outside of Taylor Milton, they have a chance to be pretty damn good on offense. When you have Robbie Anderson staying here for the next couple of years, Chris McCaffrey here for the foreseeable future, DJ Moore, who I'm sure is going to sign extensions shortly. You also have Terrace Marshall. And then we'll see how things play out with a guy like Dan Arnold, who maybe might end up being uh, the next among the long line of successful tight ends here in Carolina. So great job by the Panthers. Matt Rule, Scott Fitterer, Robbie Anderson's agent, Robbie Anderson, of course, Samir Suleiman, the cap expert, and David Tepper on signing off on a deal that made a, a lot of sense for all parties involved. And I'm happy to have Robbie Anderson staying here in Carolina. Now, with Robbie Anderson staying here in Carolina, how might that impact some other guys who are up for contracts coming up at the end of the season, or maybe even before the start of the season, as Scott Federer alluded to, they're still talking to a couple of guys about potentially having extensions. So we'll talk about how that might work out here in the next couple of weeks. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% low. Welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo, which means if you make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys, and if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state.
Robbie Anderson staying here in Carolina through the 2023 season, getting a two-year extension. If you count this year, he has a three-year deal worth $37.5 million with $20.5 million fully guaranteed, $12.5 million average annual value. Congratulations to Robbie and the Carolina Panthers for keeping one of their top playmakers on offense here for the four, at least the next three years, not foreseeable future. But maybe you'll see if Robbie stays here after that deal is up. And it's also great for Robbie, considering that he's able, like I said, to enter free agency at still a young enough age where he can get another two or three year deal and make some money here in the National Football League. So happy for him and happy for the Carolina Panthers. And how does this impact, though, a couple other guys on the roster, according to Elena Getzenberg? Of the Charlotte Observer, the team is also looking to re-sign wide receiver DJ Moore, something that we already knew about, and cornerback Dante Jackson. Moore had his fifth-year option picked up and is under contract this season and next, while Jackson is on the final year of a four-year rookie deal. And by the way, the deal, which is important for Robbie Anderson, will not preclude the Panthers from signing DJ Moore long-term. And if, if it would, I don't think that they would have signed Robbie Anderson, which is good. And here's what's important. And you wonder, like, oh, well, how do they know that that won't preclude them from doing it? Scott Fitterer actually talked in pretty, not great detail. He, didn't, he only spoke to the media for about four minutes on Tuesday afternoon. But he did answer a question in terms of the stagger model that they have. They have they stagger up three years into the future and trying to project what the cap will look like and where someone's contract's going to be and, and you know how they what they can afford and their priorities in terms of that player, more so than really the position. And that's how they kind of figure out who is going to get paid. And when they looked at that contract model or that stagger model, they realized that, okay, Robbie Anderson played well for us last year. We really like what he provides to this offense and to this team. He's a hard worker. We're bringing him back. He's our top priority after, of course, Taylor Moten, who signed a couple weeks ago, getting his extension, which is going to keep him here in Carolina for the next five seasons, which is great for all involved, mainly for the Carolina Panthers and for all the people out there, including myself, who have a psyche where they were just so tired of watching poor offensive line play. But really, it's most important for Taylor Moten to be able to get the bag. So you looked at that. It was Moten. Then it was Anderson. Now you're probably thinking it's someone like a Dante Jackson or a DJ Moore that are next up. And if you just look at it, we're just kind of staggering the guys whose contracts matter the most. Like, we'll just go off of the first-round guys. Like, D DJ Moore, they picked up his fifth-year option. And you look at next offseason coming up here, he's definitely going to get paid here in, here in Carolina. Like, you would hope to get that deal done. And when you think about who his agent is and Drew Rosenhaus, who has represented a lot of guys who get a ton of money all across in the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball – Expect DJ Moore to be wanting at the very least in the 19 to 20 million dollar range. And considering what he's been able to do the last two seasons with over a thousand yards receiving in each, with the likes of Cam Newton's bum shoulder, Kyle Allen, who was terrible, um, of course, last year with PJ Walker and mainly Teddy Bridgewater, the numbers he's been able to put up there in terms of yardage per those seasons. And if he does that again here in 2021, it's going to be very hard to say that DJ Moore is not worth 19 to $20 million based off of the production that he's put up and with the quarterbacks that he would have done it with. So I think he's going to be another guy who's a thousand yard receiving season this upcoming year. You also look at Brian Burns, 2023 come next May or before next May, whenever the, uh, the deadline is for the fifth year option for those players who were drafted in uh, Burns's year in the first round, the Carolina Panthers will have picked up his fifth year option. Which you keep him under contract, not just for 2022, but also for the 2023 season. Meaning in the offseason or in the 
in the offseason leading up to the 2023 season, the Carolina Panthers would then likely try to get a deal done with Brian Burns and not try and sit around and wait until after his fifth-year option to sign him. That's obviously barring that he continues on the upward trajectory that he's currently at, where I believe this year he's going to get over 10 sacks and potentially could be a pro bowler and then become one of the better, at least top 10 edge rushers in the National Football League. I'm not sure if he's quite there yet, but he will absolutely be there one day. And hopefully he won't just be top 10, he'll be top five and quite possibly the best edge rusher in the National Football League. But when I look at the next kind of two seasons, two off seasons, those are going to be the two biggest deals that will, I think, assuredly be signed by the Carolina Panthers, just knowing of what we've seen from those two guys over the first two to three seasons of their careers, respectively. Now, Dante Jackson's very interesting to me. And seeing that report, I don't think I've ever seen anyone who covers the Carolina Panthers, whether it's been a beat writer or, or anyone else like that, a, TV, a news, a TV reporter, whatever. I don't think I've any, seen anyone report that the Carolina Panthers are wanting to extend Dante Jackson. I said this on yesterday's show that they made it very clear when they drafted J.C. Horn outside of just the fact they couldn't get off the field on third downs, but the fact that they brought in J.C. Horn to start opposite of Dante Jackson. So when they brought in J.C. Horn, clearly Dante Jackson was in their long-term plans to stay here and be that cornerback number two or number one. However, it factors out that he was going to be their starting corner with J.C. Horn for the next at least couple of seasons, depending on how things play out with the contract. So it was very interesting for me to see that be reported by Atlanta Getzenberg of the Charlotte Observer. Now, Dante Jackson has had his moments, both good and bad. But to this point, as we're sitting here on August 24th, I don't see how the Carolina Panthers can extend him right now. Had he been healthy last year, not dealing with the turf toe, and would have shown that he certainly is worth getting paid, then I'd be totally fine with it. I do just think right now that it's a little bit of a gamble. He is a guy who I think is going to have a breakout season in terms of having the consistency that we've longed for for the first three years from Dante. I don't think he's going to be someone who's going to end up being an, a pro bowler, an all pro, and then price himself out of Carolina. I have a hard time seeing that scenario happen. Like with Taylor Moten, the Panthers should have gotten that deal done a year ago. But you have a new head coach, Matt Rule, who wants to evaluate him. You have a GM who is a lame duck. No matter what David Tepper said about the whole Marty Herney being an excellent college evaluator, which he was in terms of drafting pretty much every franchise great we've had here in Carolina. Now, Taylor Moten was not one of those guys, but Taylor Moten certainly is a fantastic player. But just looking at how things are going to stack up here, like, Dante Jackson, I just don't see them paying him until this offseason. And I think that's a deal that they absolutely want to get done. Hassan Reddick, who came here on a cheap, team-friendly deal, $6 million, eight potentially, depending on how he performs this year based off of incentives. He is one where the edge rusher position is a premium position. Brian Burns, without a doubt, has to be paid, and I think will be paid in 2023 by the Carolina Panthers ahead of that season. After they pick up his fifth year option, I think, or after he's played his fourth season, I believe that's what's going to happen here in Carolina. Now, Hassan Reddick, though, with the cap space and what the Carolina Panthers might have left over and the cap going up and how it might potentially project, I wonder if Hassan Reddick has another big year like last season, if the Panthers can afford Reddick and afford what Brian Burns is going to want as a homegrown pass rusher and a guy who would be younger than Hassan Reddick. 
that is just, that's something that's going to be very interesting to me to see how that plays out. Like if Reddick goes nuts again this year, does he want to stay here in Carolina or does he want to test the market, which he's going to get the test market anyways, and does he want to go out there and basically go to the highest bidder? Or does he like the fact that the Carolina Panthers gave him an opportunity here and paid him this offseason and that he has that previous relationship with both Matt Rule and the Panthers defensive coordinator, Phil Snow? Those are two that I'm very curious to see how that plays out. Also one, Jermaine Carter Jr. Matt Rule said on Tuesday definitively that Jermaine Carter Jr. is their starting Mike linebacker. They brought in Denzel Perryman, who myself and I think everyone involved believe would be the starting middle linebacker for the Carolina Panthers. But he's come to Carolina and he's had the same issues that have plagued him throughout his career. And that's been injuries. And he has he had a, a hip flexor issue, and then he got his foot stepped on on Monday, which caused him to miss more time. He's probably not going to play on Friday night against Pittsburgh. So you're not going to have seen this guy basically the entire preseason. So obviously, Jermaine Carter Jr., who's been available, and your best ability is availability, as they always say, the old cliche when it comes to the National Football League, and why I've criticized Denzel Perryman for a guy who said he's not going to get the vaccine. It's like, all right, well, you always deal with injuries. So why would you even want to open up another door potentially to miss time, whether you actually get it or you're a close contact or however else it might play out in terms of the NFL protocols here in 2021 as it pertains to the COVID-19 pandemic that's still ongoing. All that said, like Jermaine Carter Jr., if he ends up being that next leader of the defense, like Steve Smith was talking about on Saturday night during a preseason game against the Ravens, you're going to have to keep him around and he's going to want to get paid handsomely. I don't know how much money he's going to be looking for, but they're going to have to give him at least some sort of deal if he's going to be their middle linebacker here for the future. Considering the fact that Carolina has over the two drafts that Matt Rule has been here in town, they've yet to draft a linebacker. The Julian Stanford's and the Clay Johnston's and those guys, the Patty Fisher's, who's probably not even going to make the roster and Patty Fisher's, um, at least with him. Those guys are fine depth pieces, but they aren't going to be starters for the Carolina Panthers in all likelihood moving forward. They're going to be fine in terms of depth and special teams. You're going to have to lock up and find and identify a middle linebacker at some point in time. Because Carolina Panthers, for a number of years, had the luxury of having the best linebacker in the NFL in Luke Keekley. And he's no longer here. He's roaming all over where he's in Buffalo, where he's hanging out in the non-suite level, in the lower level at Bank of America Stadium on Saturday night for the preseason games. Identifying that middle linebacker, and if that's Jermaine Carter Jr., is something that's important. But be able to afford him also is something that is going to be important. And we'll see how that factors in after the Carolina Panthers have locked up Robbie Anderson to an extension and then have other priorities heading into this offseason and the next couple seasons ahead. One of those priorities we don't know about, though, is quarterback. I'm sure on that sliding scale that Scott Fitter has that projects out to next three years, he has money for a quarterback is that quarterback Sam Darnold and how does that complicate things potentially for the Carolina Panthers as they try to work out new extensions and a salary cap I keep telling you about Built Bar it's the best tasting protein bar ever and did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor when you're talking to Built Bar fans they're very passionate about their faves and that's myself included we always love the coconut the coconut almond the cherry the raspberry mint brownie peanut butter brownie double chocolate and my personal favorite salted caramel there's something for everyone at Built Bar and if you haven't tried all the flavors Like me, I haven't had all the flavors, but I've had most of the flavors. If you haven't tried all the flavors, then you are in luck. You can order a mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. That's 18 Built Bars 
in one single package. They're soft and easy to chew and covered in 100% chocolate, which does not mean that they're not healthy because they absolutely are healthy. As most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The Panthers have Robbie Anderson locked up for the future. They want to lock up DJ Moore. And eventually, I'm sure Brian Burns will get a new deal here in Carolina. Will Sam Darnold, the quarterback position, how will that play out over the next couple seasons? Over the next two seasons, including this year and next year, Sam Darnold, if he stays here in Carolina, the Panthers will pay him about $23 million, only about over 11 whatever million dollars per season, which is a bargain in the National Football League when it comes to a starting quarterback. And that's what Sam Darnold's going to be here in Carolina for this season and then potentially next season. And I keep thinking about it more and more. And, I, and we've already seen last year with how things played out with Teddy Bridgewater, the Carolina Panthers will not hesitate to be aggressive in trying to find another option and a potential upgrade if Sam Darnold struggles this season. I also think, though, now that with McCaffrey signed and bringing back Robbie Anderson and wanting to bring back TJ Moore and adding Dan Arnold and Terrace Marshall and David Moore and at least trying to address the offensive line this offseason with Pat um, Elfline and Cam Irving, which I'm still not in love with those signings, at least not just that, but they have gone out there and they've invested in Taylor Moten, that maybe Sam Darnold gets more than just a one-season tryout. He's getting $18.8 million in 2022, regardless of whether he's on this roster, on another roster, or in the NFL, period. So maybe Brian Anderson, in part, is why why they at least re-signing him is in part of just believing in trying to give Sam Darnold more weapons and keeping a guy that he played with in New York here long-term. And Panthers have said that Robbie Anderson is in their long-term plans, and he they want him to stay around here for the next couple of seasons, which is why they gave him that two-year extension. But is Sam Darnold in their long-term plans? And what is their long-term plan at quarterback? The hope, obviously, is that Sam Darnold is going to end up being the franchise quarterback in here in Carolina. There's not a ton to go off of from his first three seasons in the National Football League to believe that will happen. I'm certainly going to keep an open mind and allow him to show me whether he can and cannot be that guy here or cannot be that guy here in Carolina here in 2021. I just wonder, though, when Scott Fitterer has that three-year plan of how he wants to pay certain guys and when he wants to pay certain guys, how much does the lack of an answer right now at quarterback, because they could potentially have an answer at quarterback, but how does that potentially factor in in their ability to bring guys back? Because when you look at it, like most times when teams get a quarterback, it's via the draft. So the Buffalo Bills had three seasons to evaluate Josh Allen. And after last year, they knew that this is our guy. We're going to sign him to a mega deal. They did that. The Kansas City Chiefs had three seasons to evaluate Patrick Mahomes. He sat the first season. 
starting only in that week 17 game on the road in Buffalo, in uh, Denver, rather, excuse me, in his first year, was the league MVP, took them to the AFC title game. His third year went on to win the Super Bowl with Super Bowl MVP. No brainer. We're going to sign this guy to a monster contract. And he gets him back again to the Super Bowl this past year. So they had a chance to evaluate their own draft pick over a course of time on that rookie deal. The Browns are doing the same thing with Baker Mayfield, who I think they're going to extend at some point in time. The Ravens are doing the same thing with Lamar Jackson, who obviously they're going to extend after he's been leaving MP, and he's taken them to the playoffs all three years as a starting quarterback there in Baltimore. The Carolina Panthers, though, do not have that luxury of a rookie contract where they can sit there and evaluate this guy. Now, yes, Sam Darnold is still on his rookie deal of only making $4 million this year and an $18.8 million next season. That is very true, but it's not the kind of cheap deal that those guys were on. And then you finally get to the point where you know what they are. The Panthers made a decision to bypass Justin Fields and bypass Mac Jones four weeks prior to the draft when they traded that second, fourth, and sixth round pick for Sam Darnold to the New York Jets. And in that decision, the reports came out that day that they were planning on picking up that fifth-year option. They tried to make it look like they weren't going to pick up the fifth-year option and try and dupe some team, trying to move up and try and get Justin Fields or Mac Jones, whatever quarterback, but that didn't happen. The Panthers stuck to their guns and took the guy that, that was the top of their board, and that's J.C. Horn, who they like. And they're hoping that Sam Donald and J.C. Horn, that combination of those two, is better than what potentially Justin Fields or Mac Jones would have been for this team. Now, we'll find out later on. But the thing is, it's not like they have three years to sit here and to figure out whether it's worth paying Sam Darnold. Cause that's what you have with the Mitch Trubisky. The bears had three years to figure out whether Mitch Trubisky was the guy that they wanted. His first year he was under John Fox. Wasn't great. But they get a new head coach, Matt Nagy and they go to the playoffs. And then uh, second year, it takes or second year of Nagy's third year in the league takes a massive step back. The bears are like, you know what? we're not quite sure this is our guy. We're not going to pick up the fifth-year option. He plays last year, and of course now he's in Buffalo. But they had three years to figure out whether he was the guy. And, and with that staff, with Matt Nagy, and in their current GM, Ryan Pace, who drafted Mitch Trubisky, they at least had two. The Panthers, they had one year of just a straight-up cheap deal with Sam Darnold. That's this year. Then next year's $18.8 million. So I do wonder, like if Sam Darnold plays well this year, do the Panthers then extend him? Or if he's just kind of ho-hum, are they like, all right, we're going to bring back Sam one more year. Maybe Joe Brady comes back. There's continuity there with the offensive scheme. And you have the same guys back here and in the offensive line. Maybe uh, Christensen figures out he's going to be a starting guard next year. You got Dennis Daly back. And then maybe Alfline slides to center. And in a way, it's the contract set up. You're going to have Cam Irving. So you got some sort of continuity there on the offensive line that may be set up for Sam Donald to have more success heading into 2022 just based off of just how he performs this year if he's just kind of, you know, average, which would be a massive upgrade from what he's been over the last couple of seasons, but still would make it hard for the Panthers knowing that in 2023, following the 2022 season, they're going to have to pay Brian Burns big bucks. Will they be able to afford, depending where the cap's at, to pay Brian Burns and on top of that, to have to pay their franchise quarterback at that point if Sam Darnold proves that he truly is the franchise quarterback here in Carolina? Or do they franchise tag one of those guys? Because it's cheaper, obviously, to franchise tag an edge rusher than it is a quarterback. Maybe they're still in a, a kind of limbo trying to figure out whether Sam Donald's the guy that they actually want to pay. Not knowing who the quarterback's going to be long-term, 
I think is going to maybe potentially muddy things here with the Panthers as they try to project out and who their priorities are going to be in terms of contracts and who they want to extend, who they want to keep around for a long time. Most teams, as I mentioned, usually get their quarterbacks via the draft. You typically see when there's a new head coach, a new GM, which we have here in Carolina, they go out there and draft their own quarterback. I've already mentioned that because of the owner here in Carolina, I don't think that he wants to be patient enough to watch a guy take three years potentially to develop and at least wait three years to see whether that guy is the right guy or not and then get to that third year and figure out you know what they're not the right guy we need to go try and find a new quarterback which is what occurred in Chicago and what occurred in New York with the Jets and with Sam Darnold who of course is now here in Carolina that's just one of the thoughts I had when looking at Robbie Anderson's deal and how it might affect the Carolina Panthers moving forward not just him not just Dante Jackson Hassan Reddick but potentially at the quarterback position whether it's gonna be Sam Darnold or it's someone mainly a veteran who already has a mega deal like a Deshaun Watson if that stuff ever gets cleared up. That concludes another episode of the Locked On Panthers podcast here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. It's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure also to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every Friday, meaning like this Friday, which I'm going to need your participation right now, I take your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on Locked on Panthers. So tweet at me, or you can DM me. DMs are open, but don't get crazy. Again, guys, appreciate your support. Appreciate you listening, and I will talk to you on Thursday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.